Hi, this is the VR Gear Daily Podcast for February 12th, 2020, and you're listening to episode 9. Today we've got three stories coming at you. First, we're going to be talking about some new medical applications for VR, specifically around mental health. We're also going to be talking about a new game pack that is insanely cheap that you can get on Steam right now. And finally, we're going to talk about a headlining game, Swords of Gargantua, coming to PSVR. All that and more in episode 9 of today's VR Gear Daily Podcast. Uh, I'm Mark Evans, and my co-host is... Paul Evans. Paul Evans. This is yeah, it's an exciting news day. Uh, let's start with the game bundle, and we'll work our way uh, backwards. Uh, so this game bundle, it's not in Steam, but they're Steam VR games. So it's from Humble. Uh, if you've heard of Humble before, uh, it's an online gaming store that uh, bundles games together that uh, purchases these game keys and sells them for very, very cheap and takes all that money and donates it to a charity of your choice. So it's a pretty cool uh, deal there. And you choose how much you pay for the bundle. So if you choose a dollar, you'll get the low-end games of the bundle. If you choose anything north of usually 15 or 20, uh, you'll get the best games in the pack and everything below that. So uh, this latest pack includes we'll list all the games and then we'll list uh what uh their prices but it has cosmic trip smashbox arena gorn budget cuts space pirate trainer and super hot vr and moss so some really good games there mark uh i think those are some of the best games in vr and so if you so if you pay one dollar, if you just want this pack for one dollar, which is a really good deal for any VR game, uh, you'll get Cosmic Trip and Smashbox Arena. Okay, I haven't played Smashbox Arena. Played uh, we we did a review of Cosmic Trip. Um, we've done Space Pirate Trainer, Moss, Super Hot. So I guess the, um, have you have you done budget cuts? Have you uh-uh. played that one? Uh-uh. Um, it looks looks like uh, possibly. Uh, like job simulator yeah it's a little different i know that uh budget cuts 2 is out but it it's a i've heard great things about that game no actually okay the game trailer it's more action based uh, yeah. you're definitely in an office context but you're you are uh hunting down robots uh-huh robots <laughs> like a lot that. of killing in that game uh, budget cuts like you're you are uh you're given a, a bunch of knives to cut your enemies with love it that one, uh, yeah, that one's included in the uh, um, $14.04 bundle. Right, so if you pay $14.04, which is the average of people paying right now, you'll get Space Pirate Trainer, Budget Cuts, Gorn, and the lower tier games, which are Cosmic Trip and Smashbox Arena. And then what's the highest tier right now? The highest tier, uh, $15 uh, or more, will secure you... Super hot, which sells for way more than fifteen, and Moss, which also sells for way more than fifteen. If you just got those two games for fifteen bucks, that's what winning looks like. But you'll also get the games that are at the fourteen dollar tier, which is Gorn, Budget Cut, Space Pirate Trainer, and 
the $1 cheer games, which are Cosmic Trip and Smashbox. This is turning into like an advertisement. No one's even paying us for this. But, I know, but they're getting a good deal off of this. So if you already own some of these games, but you want a few of them, uh, you'll get a, str- uh, not a stream key. I'm sorry. A Steam uh, key. A Steam key. A Steam key, yeah. A Steam key. Uh, and if you already own the game, sell the Steam key, give it to someone as a gift. And you're uh, uh, donating to a good cause. And you're donating. And then uh, lastly... Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. As long as it's free, maybe I don't care. The bonuses? The bonuses? Yeah. If you, uh, I think you get the bonuses. I don't know how that works. It doesn't say. But uh, you get the bonuses if you uh, sign up for the Humble Choice monthly subscription. And the bonuses are just DLC for Gorn, Cosmic Trip, and Space Pirate Trainer. It's essentially soundtracks for those games as part of the, the bonuses this is more than $150 for 15 bucks, And, like, there's no gimmick to it either. It's just donating charity and getting rewarded for it, which I guess is the best way to go about this now. Yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, you, you can only get people to buy VR games if you give it to them for a dollar. Jeez. Through Humble Bum- Bundle. Not, not a good direction. Okay, you know what? I take that back. I think this is good. And I think the only reason that Humble Bundle uh, did this is because... VR is growing in popularity. There are enough headsets out there to justify focusing their 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 good name and you know their efforts. Like it says here, how many? Look at this. How many bundles have been sold? What is that? Twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. That's a lot. Three hundred eighty eight. And it says that I mean the games collectively have a value of over $159. That's a lot of money. I'd say the games plus the DLC for the soundtracks. Uh, and the charity of the month for Bumble, Humble? Humble, Humble, Humble bum, Bundle. <laughs> uh, the charity is Wires, which is um, helping relief uh, Australia with the wildfires and the rehabilitation of the wildlife in Australia. So that's where your money will be going. And when you're checking out, you can also choose where it goes and how it's used. So uh, it's not taxes. It's pretty cool. No, I love this. You know what? This is fantastic. Uh, if you, you, can, you can subscribe to Humble Bundle, like an annual fee of $180, but you're, you're getting like $2,000 worth of games. And and it's crazy because I bet Humble Bundle, I, I have I'd have to dig into their, uh, you know their their whole reason for existence. Um, but I mean they've contributed over one hundred sixty three million dollars to charities since two thousand ten, and as a result, when they reach out to these uh, game companies like for game titles to be part of their charity, um, the donation of those games to Humble Bundle can be written off for tax purposes, right. right? And I don't know if you as a buyer of these games can write it off the money you give them as a as like a, a charitable donation. Well, it depends on how you split it. So you can choose uh, three different places your money goes in between Humble, the uh, charity that you're donating to, and the publisher of the game. So it depends on how you split it up, but... Yeah, I you could essentially. Well, is Humble Bundle a charity? Because then you could say. Well, they're not. They they profit off of this a little bit to keep going. But uh, they're a charity. They're, they're not. They're not a nonprofit. They are. They are a, a for profit, profit. A for profit, doing the work of nonprofits. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, pretty cool. Uh, 
Over $150. Go check that out at Humble.com. $159 of value. For like 15 bucks. It's cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, so that was the advertisement that no one will pay us for. Fantastic. But I do think it's cool. I mean, and it's a way to get some really sweet titles at a low price if um, if the price has been suddenly bothering you that prevented you from buying them. Go join the 25,388 other people who have already purchased this bundle. And for our next advertisement, uh, not no, an not advertisement. an advertisement. Well, what are we talking about next? Oh, this one, this one is interesting. So Oxford VR, which is such a weird like name for something. Oxford is a university. It's also a place, right? But this is the universe, Oxford University in England. Yep. Just raised money, uh, uh, you know, from Optum Ventures. So, like, the university has been given money. Uh, well, you know, Oxford VR isn't about the university. It's a, it's a health. What is this? This is this is confusing. Maybe it's a company based in Oxford. I think that's what it is. They oh my are. Gosh, I thought I knew this. Now I'm now I'm a little, a little confused. Oxford VR. At any rate, has raised twelve point something. What twelve million dollars? Twelve and a half million. Twelve and a half million dollars for their uh, mental health um, applications for a uh, VR. And and there's an interesting video that um, Oxford VR released about uh, one of their patients who was suffering from a phobia, and how VR helped him overcome his phobia. Uh, his phobia was a fear of heights. Now, the, the the video is kind of interesting to watch. There's not really any commentary or even text that's describing what we're watching. But you see a guy who uh, reluctantly approaches, like, a balcony that overlooks, uh, you know, like a, um, a common area at, like, a shopping mall. And he, he seems fearful. And then the scene cuts to him wearing a VR headset. Uh, it's like a split screen. You can see him wearing the VR headset, and then on the other side, you can see what he sees inside of the VR headset. And it just shows him, you know, walking over a a rope bridge with like a ravine below him, essentially exposing him to some pretty you terrifying. Seen Shrek, right? Uh, Shrek. Yes. Yeah, just like Spy Kids. Spy Kids and Shrek. Oh, gosh. Shrek. <laughs> it, the scene looks identical to when Donkey is walking to the dragon. Well, I guess he's walking to the princess. He ends up falling in love with the dragon. That's so unneeded, but you get it. And they're over the big lava thing, and the bridge is breaking, and there's little ropes on the side, and it doesn't look that secure. Anyway, that's what this guy's experiencing in VR, except for instead of lava beneath him, it's floating bubbles. Floating? It was floating bubbles? Yeah, there were bubbles all around him to make it seem like there wasn't as much gravity that was going to throw them on the ground i see so i mean the idea is you're going to you're going to expose them to the thing they're afraid of so arachnophobia fear of spiders uh i can't imagine what uh sort of vr experience that would be maybe be a spider body with like a puppy face so that you felt like it wasn't gonna cut you in half with its pinchers i don't know but like you're controlling a spider. Well, oh, if you had rat phobia or mouse phobia, I, I don't know if that's mouseophobia. Mouseophobia, but you're afraid of mice, and you just play the game moss. You wouldn't be no, you afraid would, of you mice. Would learn to love them. You would. You would actually feel part of a community of mice. Well, I'm possibly. Sca- I'm scared of Jedi's, so I play Beat Saber a lot, and it helps me. Yeah, because you're like these things can't do, you know, much more than just cut 
floating right. It's color cubes. essentially just a cool looking machete. Awesome. Well, anyway, Oxford VR they aren't the first ones to use uh, virtual reality in uh, therapy or for therapeutic purposes. Um, we've we've uh, discussed before on the website about um, soldiers uh, having that have PTSD. Uh, they they can um, actually have VR therapy as well, and the way that works is they're taken back to a scene that is somewhat familiar, and it's like usually like combat. And the way that they're able to relive that experience from a third person perspective rather than from a first person perspective, which is how all of their memories are set up, they're able to pause it take a moment to describe what they see and what they feel. And then the therapist can, can stop them right there and ask them, you know, like, how, like, how can we improve? Like they can start doing the therapy at those most crucial moments of the memories that are being so disturbing to them. Um, I, I spoke to a friend recently who uh, had PTSD. He was in uh, Afghanistan for two different tours and, you know, his job was like boots on the ground, negotiate with the city elders, like the village elders, in order to maintain the peace between U.S. forces and the village. And, and Jeez. you know, the, the, the city elders were supposed to be, you know, friendly to the U.S. because the U.S. was coming in to, you know, liberate them from the Taliban. But the Taliban was kind of interspersed and they would, you know, sneak around. And um, he told me there were several occurrences where people would, you know, shoot at him. And then the the one that is probably most uh, horrific was uh, they took a different route back to the base one day. And the route that they normally take, there were some IEDs there and uh, some kids were playing by it and the kids died because the IEDs that were meant for the U.S. soldiers went off um, when the, the, the kids from the, the village were just playing there. And these were Afghani kids. Jeez. And he saw this and, and he's like, that was meant for me, which A is incredibly tragic and b it makes it worse because innocent children like suffered as a result and so he's seen this um first person and and it's an extremely traumatic event like kids are kids no matter where you are in the world they 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 play with their friends they play soccer out in the dirt they you know play with toys out in the street and these kids were no different, and they they ended up being a casualty. Uh, and he he felt like, you know, his presence there might have, uh, if he wasn't physically there, maybe that tragedy wouldn't have happened for them. And so, you know, these types of things really weigh on on soldiers because they're they're right there in the thick of it, and it can be very difficult to process what happened, and difficult to come to terms with what your contribution or what your your lack of contribution was to events that were, um, you, you know, permanent for some people in the case of death. So using VR for therapy is not new, but this uh, funding for Oxford VR is um, actually pretty encouraging because it is an indication that we're not at, you know, some uh, plateau or some stagnation with uh, investments in the VR space, but I think we're just at the beginning of seeing what type of problems VR can help us solve and what type of opportunities people can be uh, exposed to when we do VR right. And I think it's awesome. Like 
you know, like I said a minute ago, the, the video is a little, you know, cheesy with the guy who's right. looking over the edge. And you're like, is this guy pretending to act the way that he used to act? Or is this like three months between well, the first video you know, and the I've second had, video? I used to have a terrible uh, fear of heights and I've kind of grown out of it. But I grew into one. I used to not. Oh and now I have a fear of heights. It's I don't understand it. It's terrifying. So like you, you it know it. It transferred from you, you to me. I think that's Punk. what it does, working together. But <laughs> like just even looking at a ledge, like obviously in a physical space, was terrifying to me. Now I can walk up to it, kind of lean over. Obviously, I'm not all the way there yet, but jump. But just it, not even be worried. Yeah, about like it. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm immortal. This anyway, is fine. but the way he was acting did seem pretty sincere. Like you don't even want to walk up to it because what if someone pushes you and you lose your balance? And uh, anyway, it was it was very sincere. But I I'm curious. Uh, it said he only spent a total of two hours in VR. And obviously, depending on the experience... Wait, total of two hours across the three months yep. of treatment? So maybe they they weren't very specific on if well, there was on, other okay. treatment Two in hours there. broken into five... Because five minutes in VR, like being exposed to your greatest fear for five minutes. Okay, that makes okay. sense. How many, how many blocks of five are in uh, 60 minutes? 20. There's 12. So you did 22 sessions. Yeah, uh, yeah. 24 sessions. Well, no, because it says like two point something weird. Two hours, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, so like, he could have he could have easily done twenty plus sessions of five minutes of exposure to his greatest fear. So, saying it's only two hours, it's not like playing a game and you're, you're right. right that's how, it. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So it, it, this is very different. These are brief exposures. They're not going to keep you in there as long as you as they can. They're like, nope. You you keep staring down Strap your greatest that fear. Set on right. So. Think about that. 20, 20 sessions of five minutes apiece, you know, trying to uh, cope with your fear, uh, and then and then you have the the session, the the counseling session after, where they say, okay, how did you feel? What did you see? Why did you feel that? Wh- what do you think causes those fears? Like, did it help that there were bubbles? Like, are you afraid of gravity? He's like, I guess I'm not, because gravity's everywhere. Whatever. Um, but yeah, this is cool. So big funding, twelve and a half million dollars to Oxford VR as they continue to develop some you know, breakthrough technologies that are going to help people with mental uh, health issues um, as they overcome them, leveraging virtual reality technology. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, so our next story and our last story, uh, Swords of Gargantua is on its way to PlayStation. I don't know how they're going to do this in PlayStation unless, you know, uh, we got to get ourselves a, a PlayStation VR headset because I'll go buy one today. Let's go get one. And, and <laughs> Swords of Gargantua, when you play it on the Quest or when you play it on like uh, the Vive or the Index or anything that allows you to turn around in 360 degrees, it makes sense. The game makes sense because people are coming at you from all angles. I remember the tutorial, you're like in an arena in the center and people are coming at you from all angles, and you need to be aware of that. But right. the PlayStation VR is forward-facing. It's like the Rift. The original Rift, it just has, like, two sensors with the uh, PlayStation VR having just, like, you know, the forward, uh, the, the sensors right in front of them. So um, this game, it's interesting uh, that it's coming here to PlayStation VR when the, the platform is very different from the other ones. Are, are we aware of any modifications that they've had to make so, to the game? Well, uh, if you wrote a full review and in-depth breakdown on how to be every level, which I did, if you didn't know that, I did that. No, I know you did that. We now were all you know. The game. It was the worst. Jeez. Not the worst because it wasn't fun, but the worst because it was hard. But uh, Well, it was the, difficult, but 
moving around in Swords of Gargantua, you really want to make sure that you're physically spinning in the real world. Right. So that you do, but the game allows you. It, so that's why I talked about. At yeah. the end of the article that we already published on the website, you don't want to use snap turning in the game that much. And in the uh, breakdown of how to beat the levels, I also mentioned that. Like, if you're going to be in here for the long haul, don't use snap turning. For the PlayStation, it seems that's going to be the only way you can turn. So this game has over 100 levels, and it has some uh, paid DLC right now. Maybe all of it won't come to the PlayStation headset. We're not sure yet, but uh, if it does, it's going to be a lot of snap turning and taking a lot of breaks to make sure you don't throw up on your console or your couch or your cat or anything else that might be in the way. Because those levels can get long. Like Some of them would take almost 10 minutes, and if you're snap turning for 10 minutes in like action, that's like what's a better word for awful uh horrible i don't know like it, vomit inducing i mean uh man you, you just i'm trying to see if there's a way to get a third sensor for psvr i'm just not or seeing even a it. second one it's just really by itself it's, uh, well uh, i guess a second it would be a second of uh, the first one and, and you'd have to run it behind you but um, like the, the original Rift sensors, those one that's like sit on your desk. You can get a third one that sits behind you, um, so that you have full three sixty degree coverage for your sensors. Um, or in, in the case of the Rift, you can put them really far apart from each other, pretty wide. That gives you a lot of leeway with turning. But I'm not seeing a way to do it with the the PSVR. And as a result, like you're gonna have to do the snap turning to play this game, unless they restrict all the players coming at you to be in the front. In which case, anyone that plays this game in PSVR can't brag about the scores they get and the time they beat the levels in. Because... Yeah, they can't because now the game just got like fifty percent, <laughs> or, or yeah. Two times easier? Three. 50% of the difficulty? Whatever your field of view is. Yeah, it's ridiculous because like, now it turns into a game of Beat Saber with monsters. Well, yeah, and like <laughs> that, that was the most frustrating thing about the game when I was trying to beat it. It was like, like out of nowhere, someone would spawn and I wouldn't be able to hear it because I'm fighting someone. Next thing you know, I'm like, my right shoulder is getting hit and I have to whip around and take them out with my mace and then hit somebody else with the sword. It's a hard game because of the nature of virtual reality. And if that gets taken away inside a PlayStation... It's not going to be nearly the same title. Right. Well, okay. But that. But the news here is that now uh, our PSVR friends, which is an, an incredibly large demographic, a huge group of uh, VR enthusiasts have PlayStation VR, uh, all you guys get to do uh, Swords of Gargantua now. Soon. So, soon. soon. So it, they want to release it in the spring. Uh, they haven't released, set a release date yet. And the way it works with PlayStation and Sony is you finish the game, uh, the developers do, and then they submit it to Sony and PlayStation to get approved for the PlayStation uh, specifications, and then they'll get back to them and say, all right, this is when uh, we will be done with our modifications to the game. This is the release date that we suggest. Uh, you can release it then or any time after. So keep an eye out from uh, Yomenko, the developers. They're going to be announcing that probably pretty soon. Fantastic. All right, Torch Gargantua. So that's it today. Uh, we uh, have that Humble Bundle. Go check that one out, humblebundle.com, actually. Uh, look in the VR uh, games tab. Um, also, uh, some really great stuff out of Oxford VR with mental health, um, focusing on how we can help more individuals uh, using VR. And 
Swords of Gargantua coming to PSVR. Uh, that's it for today, February 12th, 2020, for episode 9 of the VR Gear Daily Podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Yeah, sub- hit the subscribe t- t- button. Tell your friends. Share it with everybody. It's exciting. And it's then, exciting. And then we can all enjoy all this stuff together every day. We'll every see day. you tomorrow. Have a good one.